With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Maybe I'm crazy, but Lizzo can do whatever she wants. And no Lizzo slander will be tolerated. Not on this podcast. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. I love Lizzo. Uh, I'm a vintage, uh, I'm a hipster Lizzo lover. Why, Taylor? Bare cheeks on seats. You cool with that? I'm totally cool with bare, bare cheeks on so seats. So you're trying to sit on a, after someone else sat with their bare cheeks? You're trying to sit on an after Well, after? look, I'm telling you right now, people, people sit their bare cheeks on bare public toilets all the time and come out and lie to you about it. Half of that, half of that arena has put their bare ass on a public toilet seat. But they're mad at Lizzo for putting her cheeks on a seat that was likely wiped before that uh, game. And after, hopefully. Well, that's your opinion. I don't mind what Lizzo <laughs> does with her cheeks. Um, anyway, Orlando Scandrick is going to join us this week. Uh, 12-year NFL veteran. Don't short him a year. Um, he does not like the Eagles. And he has some thoughts on the Browns and the Patriots as well. Um, we'll talk about the NBA. Everyone's freaking out about the ratings, the Texans, the Rams. Uh, obviously, culture report with T. And uh, lots of other NFL stuff. Uh, obviously, the Patriots are being accused of cheating again. That's what everyone's freaking out. So we'll talk about that, too. But let's get started with Orlando Scandrick. All right. Orlando Scandrick, 12-year NFL veteran. Don't say 11 years. Please, don't short me. It's yeah. hard. Colin shorts you all the time. Yes. Now Colin has said uh, over a decade. Now he says over a decade. Mm -hmm. That's what I introduced you today. Yeah. Um, in the NFL, we have a lot to talk about. So the Patriots, they're cheating again. I don't know. Are they cheating? Do you think that they're cheating? Is it considered cheating if you don't get caught? Um, in life. What a loaded question. Okay, uh, let's just keep it to the Patriots. <laughs> their scenario. Um, I personally, first of all, I don't think that they were cheating. Like, I think that they're telling the truth and this was a thing that they were shooting and the guys, I mean, they're literally wearing Patriots gear. So they're, e they're either, either trying to just hide in plain sight and they're the most obnoxious, like, arrogant ch cheaters on the planet, which is available, or this is what this is the truth, and they're just doing it for this stupid do your job documentary that only Patriots fans are going to watch. Um, no, I think they were trying to gain a competitive edge on the Bengals. Listen, anybody can be anybody. So you think that they were getting a competitive advantage over the Bengals? I think that someone was sent to do a job, and I think that they were going to come back with some signals, and they were going to get it into the right person's hands, and they were going to get a great pat on the back because this was something that they could really use. They told the Browns they were going to be there and do and do this. I know, but at no level of this whole thing is it okay to videotape the other team's sideline. I think it's winning at all costs. Do you have a problem with that? No, I don't. I think it's, you know, that's what they stand for. You know, I actually have... don't have a problem with it either. And I've been saying this for years and it's kind of a joke, but, you know, every joke has a little bit of truth to it. I wish the Dolphins would cheat as good as the Patriots do. Oh, man. I think the Dolphins just being in Miami, it's just it's too much for them. It's too much for them to also focus on cheating. <laughs> no, I think it's too much. Just I think they're in a bad situation. They're in a, they're a franchise that's in a state of like, I don't even think they know who they are. I think they hired a coach that probably shouldn't have got hired. But what? Let's I not like bash him. the. He's a great man. 
I'm sure he's a great father. Sure Nobody's great ever husband. talking about anyone on a personal <laughs> level. Like, okay, we don't need to say he's a great father. And a great, I don't know him personally. I'm sure he is a great man. But I'm not talking about anyone in the personal sense anyway. Um, I think he's good. I don't think, I think for, I don't know. I don't remember the last time the Dolphins was good. Maybe you do. Yeah, I do. It was like a couple years ago. They were in the playoffs with Adam Gase. Does that mean they were good because they were in the playoffs? Because the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. I mean, the, the measure of whether you have a good season or not generally is if you make the playoffs or not. I'm not saying they were great. Listen, I don't even want to talk about the Dolphins because nobody gives a shit about the Dolphins. All right. Um, I, I'm, all I'm saying is the Patriots have a reputation for being cheaters, which I, I personally, it's not about the cheating thing because I'm with you. I just think that they find loopholes and try to get a competitive advantage over everyone. And for the most part, they don't get caught. They've probably not gotten caught more than they do get caught. Mm -hmm. First time's a coincidence. Second time is... Let's just call them habitual line crossers. That's perfect. I like that. Habitual much more line crossers. <laughs> habitual line crossers. So you don't have a problem with it? No, I don't. I mean, I love the Patriots. I love the fact that they've won six championships and everyone still hates them. I love that they still carry that back against the wall. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's what this whole thing's all about. Like, anybody can do it when everyone's rooting for you. Who can do it when your back's against the wall? Well, okay, so you think that their back is against the wall this year? I think year? so. I think everybody's just counting them out. Tom's too old. Tom's 42. They don't have any offense. Their defense hasn't played anybody. They're cheating again. Look at them. Well, every time they cheat, they seem to win a Super Bowl. So I think that's a good sign. Well, yeah, usually when you have a competitive advantage, it, the purpose of it <laughs> so is to be— So now you're saying Listen, that— Listen, I—, I <laughs> I'm not on. I'm not on that bandwagon of the Patriots are dead. I've been saying it all season. Mm -hmm. I think it's nonsense. They have an incredible record. I don't care who they play. You play who's on your schedule. That's who you're supposed to beat. What? It's not college. Mm -hmm. Like they're still playing NFL teams. As you said, they feel the need to cheat against the Bengals. I mean, I just feel like why? If I can get it easy, why would I work hard? I always, I will go with the whoa whoa whoa. <laughs> that is a loaded statement. No, no, I don't know if no, I no. subscribe to you work, that. You work. Work smarter, not harder. That's better. Okay. You see, when you just tweak it, just the tiniest little Work bit, smarter, it sounds so much better. Yes, that I agree with. But in general, I don't think that the Patriots are dead. Like, all this talk about their offense sucks. Like, who, what, what's different in their offense? They don't have Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski was allegedly a shell of himself last year, and it turned into a blocking tight end. Mm -hmm. Now, we all know that's not true because of the way he performed in the Super Bowl, but I don't really feel like, at, to me, I would rather have Bill Belichick and Tom Brady's brains and experience in the playoffs with uh, with lesser uh, offensive tools than everything else that's going on in the league, probably except for the Ravens. And but then I really when, think but that's it. And you AFC. add Bill Belichick's brain, Tom Brady's brain, and then their advanced scouting's like ability to capture <laughs> great moments, <laughs> then we're in luck. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys. Um, you know them well. You love the Cowboys. I love, man, I love them. They, Who don't you love? Because you love the Patriots, you love the Cowboys. No, I love the Cowboys because they changed my life forever. That's understandable. Mm -hmm. I unlike the Patriots because I'm a winner and I like I love winners and I love seeing winning. I don't like the Eagles. Okay, well we'll get to yeah. I think that's that's pretty that's pretty clear. That's that's mm -hmm. on wax. Um, mm -hmm. We'll get to them in a second. Let's start with the Cowboys. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl this year, partly because I just wanted them to go to the Super Bowl this year because Fox has a Super Bowl and a Cowboys Chiefs Super Bowl would be amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't really like that analytical of, of a choice. Whoa. But, Whoa. but I do I do still believe, I believed more in the Cowboys at the beginning of the season than I do now. Mm -hmm. I am, however, a huge believer in Dak. And the conversation is always leaning towards like Dak shouldn't get paid and they might franchise tag him. What do you think they should do with Dak? Um, I think it's unfair to assess his compensation on a week-to-week -week basis. 
because he has four or five week stretches where he plays well. Um, at some point, Dak's going to have to ask himself, how much do I want to be here? I think it's a great situation for him, and I think whatever deal he takes is going to work. No state taxes, great market, great just franchise to play in. So if in. you were Dak, you would give them a slight I didn't lead. say that. I said I would get to somewhere in my mind that works, which means if Dak wants 40 and they want to pay 35, maybe we settle in the middle. Well, I don't think he wants, I mean, of course he wants 40, but that whole report, I think it's just negotiations. Like you don't come into negotiation on your end. But I know Dak, I don't think Dak negotiates publicly. I think this is just all like, like speculative. You and so you don't believe any of the sourcing on it? No, not at all. I believe he wants what's fair. I believe he wants, you know, great guarantees. I believe he wants right. to be paid what he think he's worth. And I mean, he's been a lot to them. He's won a lot of games. He hasn't taken to, taken them to where they want to go, but I'm he has all the potential. Well, my thing on Zach is I, I mean, I don't I want everyone to get paid cuz I mean, I'm not paying them. It doesn't come out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I want everyone to be paid. And they should be paid. Mm-hmm. But to me, the thing with Zach is he first of all, he's been on a fourth-round rookie contract. Mm-hmm. So he's owed. You are some parts of contracts are paying for what you've already done. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you would never get paid. But the whole talk of like he hasn't gotten them to where he needs to go, so he needs to save them money. Like he's been playing on a fourth round rookie contract, and you haven't been able to put the pieces around him. True, but that I he mean, quote unquote, needs to get to a Super Bowl. So why would him giving you a discount change that? Because it allows you to build the team and like put people around him. If I give you all the money, like I'm not gonna have money for groceries. And how are we gonna had, eat? He's been you. He's not been doing anything. Like, I, he's not been I, paying anything. I, I totally understand that. that, but I can't pay you for last week's groceries. Because what am I gonna do what about if you tomorrow's? Only for last week's groceries. Yes, you will. That's how it works. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just that's how the league works. He came in. That's how the wage scale works. And no, I get it. It's a salary cap. Some league. point they, you know, anything. I want to give you. I want to pay you for. I want to show you my appreciation. But it's a business at the end of the day. So, do you think that they will fire Jason Garrett? Yes, I think Jason Garrett is coaching on borrowed time. Who do you think they should bring in? I think they should bring in someone that works great with Jerry because it's not going to be your show, but you're going to be have to be able to work great with Jerry and earn his trust and win enough games to make that leash get a little longer. Who is someone out there that can do that? I don't know. McCarthy's a great coach, but I don't think he works in that situation. I think he has always had full control. Um, Harbaugh, I know you hear the Harbaugh things coming back from college. I don't think, I don't think that either. works. Me, I don't think Lincoln Riley goes and coaches the Cowboys and makes the same salary and has double the pressure. Um, to me, I really like the coach down at Baylor, but I don't know if he goes, he makes that drive down south and takes that job and doesn't have full control. What about Urban Meyer? Urban's good, but I mean, I thought he just had some type of brain issue. I can't, when, when they start losing games, I can't have the guy telling me he's got migraines again and he has to quit because continuity is everything in the NFL. I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. But he's done that everywhere he's, he's like been. His name's been in a bunch of coaching conversations. But like he's obviously went, USC uh-huh. and now the Cowboys. And But he's went to, he's, he went from Utah to Florida. He right. had success. And then he was like, I'm going to step away. I'm having a heart issue. Then he pops back up at Ohio State, and then he's like, I'm going to step away. Well, that's why I think it's plausible that he would take the job if it's offered to him. But it's more about what you said, which is fitting with Jerry. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Jerry – this might be hard for you to answer because you love Jerry and you love the Cowboys. But mm-hmm. – and I, I – listen, I've got a lot of respect for Jerry Jones. And overall, I think he's a, he's a good owner. Mm-hmm. But he's also the most meddlesome owner probably ever. And – 
it's it's hard to look at what the what the Cowboys have done over the last twenty years and mm-hmm. say that they're really like a Super Bowl caliber team or organization. Like mm-hmm. just because you have Super Bowls doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you are still a Super Bowl, Super Bowl caliber team. They're a Super Bowl caliber organization. I can say that they're an organization of tradition. Um, they're a great organization, but they don't go to Super Bowls. That's like, not, not true. In, not in the last two decades. No. Why well, are we just judging the history of the organization off the last two decades? Well, I'm saying, what, what are you lately? Like, are you right now? Like, in no, the, I don't I'm think, saying, I'm not saying overall they're not a Super Bowl organization. Of course, they have an incredible legacy. I'm saying right now, currently, as you and I are sitting at this table, they're a Super Bowl organization. No, I don't think so. I think they got some good pieces. But if we compare them to your Miami, no, you should never be compared Dolphins. to Miami Dolphins. <laughs> why? Why? That's that's. Or your nonsense. Philadelphia Eagles. I am not a Phil. I am not from Philadelphia. Okay, I'm pick from a team. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All right. Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania, <laughs> where we have six Lombardi trophies. It is a city of champions, not Philadelphia, who just got their first. You're combative today. Okay. Well, you don't even like the Eagles, so you're trying to throw me in that group. All right. And listen, I personally, I love Philadelphia. All right. Mm-hmm. So you do I love like my the Philly Eagles. people. I don't like the Eagles. I never liked the Eagles. Okay. But I'm, I, I didn't like the Eagles in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Okay. But. Um, I'm not from Philadelphia. So why do you, why don't you like the Eagles? What's happening with the Eagles? I don't know. I just think I don't like the Eagles. Something about that organization has just like rubbed me the wrong way. The whole organization. Okay, I was just. I like the the players. No, no, no. I like the players. I don't like Howie, little Howie Roseman. Not fond of him at all. Like it was because almost would feel like if I never seen him again, it would be too soon. That's okay. That's strong. Mm -hmm. I have some people like that as well, so I can relate. But why? I don't, he's not an honest man. They don't. Okay. I don't think they run a player-friendly organization. And maybe I'm, you know, I'm kind of skewed because I came from Dallas, which was a player-friendly organization, which where you can walk into the office of the owners of the football team and voice your opinion. Is that and, a good thing, though? Yes, I think it's a great team. If the great thing, if I have a four billion dollar business, five billion dollar business, what is it? I'm gonna have the full say so. If I invested. 185 million or whatever it was 150 whatever it was every penny that he had to purchase that team i'm gonna run it the way i see fit and and whoever doesn't like it can not let the door hit them sure but couldn't i argue Mm -hmm. that say bob Kraft, who was also a very successful billionaire Mm -hmm. um in that club you know Mm -hmm. very very rich wealthy people yes purchase a team doesn't have an open door policy for the entire team maybe only Tom Brady and like one card to play, which is get Jimmy Garoppolo out of town, which has already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they have many Super Bowl ranks. One more. Uno mas. One more. Then, then I'm sure you're pretty familiar with Spanish. I know you know to speak a little Spanish. Right, right. But like they went, they're, they're like winning uh-huh. every, like they're in the Super Bowl every year. And they got this one guy, he sends about, Six foot four, you know, lighter skin complexion, right. last name Brady, he's, he's, referred right. to also he's a as, white man. as the <laughs> also as the I goat. Call him light skin. <laughs> no, he's light skin. Uh, he, he's he's fair complexion. Yes, um, but I get that. White's a color, I, not a race. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we're redefining right the white is a race. color, okay, this not is a race. Really spiraled out of control. Okay. I get it. They have Tom Brady mm-hmm. and, but and Bill you Belichick. Would consider the. I just don't think that that's a that's a great way to run a winning organization. I it think that Jerry relies it might be a player friendly organization. Mm-hmm. But if you are, for example, Jason Garrett, and I come to you and say, Orlando, you can't do this anymore, and this upsets you, and you go to 
Jerry Jones' office mm-hmm. and argue your case, and then Jerry comes down and tells Jason Garrett, can't Orlando can do whatever he wants, then and it's not really actually beneficial on the field. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you're that kind of person, but there may I be. might be. You might be. Okay. <laughs> we don't and know. That, right. Hypothetically speaking, of course, mm-hmm. that thing that you wanted to do affects the team negatively negatively on the field. Isn't that not But I don't think that Jerry Jerry's all about the Dallas Cowboys. I, I don't think that he's gonna be encouraging things that affects the team negative negatively. But in well, hindsight he no. He's smart. He's a smart man. I, I'm absolutely not. He's a genius. Not, he's a I, I genius, think he, actually. I actually think he is a genius. But th- but does he know everything about football? I think he knows that he needs to get a new head coach. I think he knows that the infrastructure that he has built with him, his son, Will McClay, they have the players there. That The players are there. He's drafting the guys that are there. They got Pro Bowl players. So then what's quiet. Jason Garrett's issue? I just think Jason, you know, how he got the job. He's been in over his head since he got the job. If you really, really follow the organization like I did because I was there, he was about to lose the job before 2014 when we went to the – it was either 14 or 13. The Dez caught it. Right. He was His contract was expiring. They extended his contract. There's been a bunch of years where Tony's gotten hurt and he's got excuses, and then there were one seed. They got this young quarterback and this young running back, and Jerry's all about continuity, and I think New England really, really benefits from continuity. Continuity is like the greatest thing in life. Look at people. They stay in relationships way longer than they should because of the continuity, and I think that's what Dallas is a product of right now. So do you think the Eagles will win out? No. Or do you think so Dallas is going to win the division? Yes. I was rooting so hard for Eli last night. Me too. I was just like on Eli my couch. Eli has that effect on me though. Like the, I, I don't. There's certain teams I just don't care about, and like I have obviously the two Super Bowls where the um, Giants were playing the Patriots. I was rooting so hard for Eli, and mm-hmm. last night I was lo- I was legitimately rooting for Eli. I wanted Eli to get that win. I did too. Probably for different reasons. No, I just don't want to see it. The, my best friend on the Eagles is Deshaun Jackson. He's out, so. I don't have anybody to root for. Right. Well, I just wanted to see Eli, Eli get it. And I also root for my pick. And if the Eagles lost, that would be... How's, how's your pick still on? Mines are terrible. Um. Well, you know, the thing about it is I didn't have the Ravens or the 49ers in the playoffs this year. So we're not going to really talk about that. Um, but overall, or and I had the Browns making the wild card spot. So not great. So I'm going to ask again. Not how's great. your pick still on? Not great. In short, not great. Um, so the Browns are obviously... In shambles. In shambles. Um... Which is disappointing to me because even though traditionally uh, and historically I hate the Browns, mm-hmm. I really I liked Baker. I like someone with a little attitude and edge. Um, I can appreciate a little personality. And in our business, I root for chaos because it gives us stuff to talk about, mm-hmm. quite frankly. And Baker's great content. And then you pair Odell and you've got Jarvis. Like it, it seemed like a great it was going to be a great situation. I might have bought into their um, ridiculous hype, which Cleveland always does. And usually I don't buy into it, but I, I fell for it this year. That said, what would you do, or what what what's what was your reaction to what Baker did, talking about Odell's injury? I don't know. I've been raised in you don't talk about another person's injury. You don't talk about strategies. When those questions, when you're faced with those questions, you revert them to yourself. Talk about yourself and talk about your teammates in a positive light. Baker baffles me every week because if I just close my eyes and I listen to his interviews, I would think he's made it to 10 Pro Bowls. But then if I just lose my hearing and just go off my vision, I would think he has no business with playing in the NFL. I, I, like Rex Ryan has said it, I've never seen a quarterback whose first read is the running back. I've also never seen a quarterback that catches the ball and runs to the right. 
He loves to do that, man. He he loves. Listen, he if your brother would have played against that. him, a guy that just runs to the right, he would eat him. He'd probably like a have like biscuit, <laughs> crumbs, and everything. <laughs> I mean, a tiny little biscuit, like it would be over. Uh, of course, but but I don't. That's what I don't understand about why he does that. Like, how, can they not break that? I think that he's used to it, getting outside the pocket from the Oklahoma days and in college when you're running opposite and all the D linemen are slow and you might play one good D lineman a year. It it works for you. The field's wider, um, you know. The hash marks are wider, so it gives you more time to expand the play. I I do think this though, I, and I want to know what your reaction to this is. I try to not be too crazy judgmental of young guys in the league because I was an asshole when I was 22 years old and couldn't nobody tell me and People can barely tell me now, but they really couldn't tell me when I was 22. So being like the face of a billion dollar organization with the pressure of the entire world on you every single week, I do try to, you know, give a little space for growth. And maybe Baker doesn't have the leadership around him to help mold him as a young player. Is there anything to that at all? Because I do, I mean, we're obviously holding him to the standard of Deshaun Watson and Dak and Lamar. And if you're a CEO of a company, right, and you're the leader of the, that's equivalent to the face of the franchise. Sure. Who, who's your leader? I mean, you have a CFO, you know. You, so you should have, the GM, he drafted him. Don't you have peers? Like, you were a young player once. I think like, that, that was a, anybody who was I did, like, I did, you can't but, act like this? No, definitely. But I mean, he's the face of the franchise. He's the top of the food chain. And I think, you know, it starts with him, and he touches. He literally touches the ball every play. Him in the center, they touch the ball every play. And when you're careless with it, and you don't respect it, and you throw it around like it doesn't mean anything to you, that's what you get. So, so you think it's just his personality, and this is not a breakable trait. I just think he's Baker's always been this way. This is the same guy who went up to a handshake, didn't shake hands, flipped the guy off. This is the same guy who went to Texas Tech, got beat out, goes somewhere else. I think the same things that made him good is like his chip on his shoulder is the same things that's coming back to bite him right now. He has he needs to humble, be humble a little bit. And I feel so bad for Jarvis and Odell because they work so hard and they're great players. Yeah, that's that's the biggest disappointment to me. Like the Baker thing being wrong on Baker, I can get over that. But I do feel like we're kind of being robbed of the greatness of Jarvis and Odell. And not that they've had bad seasons this year. I haven't seen no one hand catches. But like, come on. It felt like even with Eli. Odell was much more relevant. But actually, you know, I looked at the stats and he had way more targets in 12 games and his yards weren't, he's on pace for more yards this year. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, he hasn't had a bad year. It just mm -hmm. feels like he's disappeared because the Browns it's are... It's Cleveland. He said it. They sent me here to die. And, like, he, <laughs> and it's just like when you're in the purge, you know, you build up this nice, you're saying the purge, right? I'm not good participating in the purge. and It's not real. House. I know, but saying, when like, you think you got this they, nice when you security guys system, to do the purge, don't come for me, okay? Because I'm I'm not going anywhere. You said you were an asshole, so a lot. You probably rubbed a lot of people the wrong. Oh way. no, no, no! They're coming for me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like what? But, but, Where is this? <laughs> 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 I have plans. But uh, for I've, I've always said I'm not a, I'm not surviving any kind of apocalypse situation. That was a big word. I'm not a survivor. I'm. I'm I mean, gonna, he's I'm he's a survivor right now, but he's trying to get out of there. He's on. I would say he's on life support. But do you think he's? Do you think they're going to trade him? No. Yeah, I don't think that in this situation, Dorsey wants to do that because he's going to have to fire his coach too. And he can't fire himself. Well, he can't get fired because they do that in Cleveland often. But I don't think that they will. So would you make a decision like that, uh, uh, where you give up three things for one, and then just give that one thing up so quickly? Mm. Unless you can get a great return. But do you get a great return for Odell? Well, that's the question. Like, I don't think you're going to get what you gave up for Odell. But 
moving forward, and that's kind of like what happened in New York, which like was why New York fans weren't happy with the trading of Odell. It's like make it work. But the problem is it's Cleveland, and the culture has not been created. Like mm-hmm. the, to me, this was the year the the Browns had a real opportunity to create a culture, like build a culture, and they didn't make the right hire at head coach. And I've never rooted against Freddie Kitchens because mm-hmm. I always want people to have opportunity. Fast food, Freddie. <sighs> <laughs> You don't like fast food, Freddie? Triple That's okay. But you didn't even ask why, like that. Nah, why is it fast food, Freddie? Because he's like, like he just looked like he go through a lot of drive-throughs at like. That's so mean. <laughs> on, the, on the way home. I am home. not into. Fa- I am not into body shaming. Okay. Not body People shaming. People ask me five times a day if I'm pregnant. I'd like to take this time and announce to you, I'm not pregnant. Okay. I've eaten a lot of food over the last couple months and not done as much working out as I usually do. That's all. Um, not with child. Look at him. I, Orlando, <laughs> this is not appropriate. Right, we right, don't do this right, around here. Okay? All right, all right. Anyway. It's just a I nickname. Think, I, I did not give it to him. I did not condone it. All, all right. right. All right. If they hire Mike McCarthy, can they turn it around? I think Mike McCarthy is the hire. Does McCarthy work with Dorsey? McCarthy has always they had They used to the, work together. But, I mean, Dorsey worked with Andy, and when Andy didn't want to hear Dorsey's opinion anymore. So, as long as Dorsey's there, he's just going to keep. I, does Dorsey allow Mike? to have as much control of the roster. To me, the only way the Browns turn this debacle of a situation that they've been in for like since the Browns have existed. Around. Move to Baltimore again. <laughs> have two teams in Baltimore. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, I don't think you can go back to Cleveland after saying that. But I think that they have to hire someone like. But I mean, I'm Ron never Rivera's going to Cleveland in my natural life. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in Ohio. So Why? Uh, uh, well, my brother played in Akron. So I went to all of his games in college. So I spent a lot of time in Akron, which is basically Cleveland. Uh-huh. And I mean, in Pittsburgh. I like, like Cleveland. Cleveland. I, like I went to em. Cleveland for the NBA finals, okay. unfortunately. I like Cleveland. I just don't. I mean, I, I was optimistic. You know, I wanted to see those guys do well. But when you hire a coach that was on a staff, two staffs that had been fired. Yeah. I mean, it didn't. they, they needed to hire a, a coach. And to me, Mike McCarthy actually has his pick like I think him and Ron Rivera are the are two incredible candidates that shouldn't really not even have if you if you on the market if you do I'm gonna pose a question for you if I do hire Mike McCarthy so say I'm the owner and you're Dorsey Mm -hmm. and you do hire Mark McCarthy are you open to packaging up Baker and possibly selecting another quarterback this year so Mike McCarthy can start new and create a culture I mean he has progressive commercials I don't think that's even possible why they have to stick with Baker for at least two more years. How so? I mean, I'm I, if, if I'm the owner, I'm not moving on. If Baker. you can get if you can get a first round pick for Baker, a first round pick for Odell, you already have a first round pick. Who is giving someone a first round pick for, for Baker? Baker? You you so you don't want to give up a first round pick, but you want me to run my billion dollar organization well, around is, this guy. Baker is woven into the the tapestry of Cleveland sports now. Like people will freak out if you get rid of Baker. He has. As I said, progressive but commercials. If like you, you can't, if we you get can't, rid of them, there's we... something. So the Dolphins did this with Tannehill, right? Mm-hmm. Like once you decide this is your guy, we see it all the time. You'll stick with someone because he's on the billboards and he like talks to the big sponsors and like makes people feel good mm-hmm. and whatever. But if I can get two of Ilunga with the mid round pick because he's coming off of an injury, don't you think that would kind of excite the Cleveland? No, Cle- I don't think so. What? I think they would. I think Tua would excite. Chargers fans. Why not Cleveland fans? Cleveland fans are a very specific type of um, resistant to change that I don't, and I think that they've just adopted Baker. Like the Baker's. Well, he's not the answer. So 
two more years, we'll just wait, and then we'll fire two more coaches, and then we'll decide to move on from Baker. Yeah, possibly. All right, so who's your who's your favorite team in the league right now? Um, I love watching Baltimore. I like they have they're well coached. They play great football, offense, defense. They got the best weapon in the kicking game in Tucker. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I like watching Seattle. I'm a really, really huge fan of Pete Carroll. I'm a real big fan of Russell Wilson. I'm a real big fan of Lockett. And I just, I love the way they play. Did you see this coming from Lamar? Like, did you see this? He's a mismatch. I mean, he's... But last year. Like, my res my resistance to the Ravens this year was uh, Harbaugh and the Ravens made it very clear they were going all in on... Lamar and like building arounds whatever it is he does and obviously I'm not no I didn't Lamar see training over the summer so I didn't anticipate this level of step up from Lamar I liked Lamar mm -hmm. but I I mean I didn't see this coming like I think that's that's fair I think most people didn't no I didn't but when we did play him when I was in Kansas City last year I always would say if this guy can just make half the throws he's going to be dangerous he's unbelievable he's going to win the MVP and probably break Michael Vick's record on Thursday so mm -hmm. Um, he's fun to watch. Well, this was really fun. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And your very, very honest self. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is that a lot? So that's it. That's just Howie. That's the only reason why you don't like the Eagles? Oh, no, I just don't like them. I was just fine. playing in Dallas and then sometimes just, just being there. And it's just, just like, like I don't like their fans. I don't like them. So you're not really, your Philly pass is revoked. Have it. <laughs> are you ready for what's ahead you can't always predict the future but you can game plan for it generations of families and businesses have harnessed the power of pacific to help them reach their unique goals whether you need to save enough money to meet your needs ensure your family is protected or make sure you don't run out of money pacific life has a variety of financial solutions that can help pacific life counts more than half of the 100 largest u.s companies as its clients and has been named one of the 2019 world's most ethical companies by Ethisphere Institute, protecting what matters most to people for 150 years and counting, that's the power of Pacific. Ask a financial professional about how Pacific Life can help you game plan for your future or visit pacificlife.com. All right, Heller, what am I winning or quitting today? All right. Uh, after dropping two in a row against playoff caliber teams, the New England Patriots were looking for a get-right game this Sunday in Cincy. But now, the league is looking at footage the Patriots shot illegally of the Bengals' sideline in Cleveland last week. Joy, the Patriots are the dirtiest dynasty in American sports history. Mm -hmm. Quit it or quit it. Yeah, so in, in American sports history, I think we'd probably have to look back at you know some of the notorious cheaters. But... Is I mean, they're up there. The Black Sox, like, what are we? I don't know. I just back? feel like I don't want to. I don't want to be too hyperbolic in saying that they, you know, are the dirtiest. There was a whole era of steroid use in MLB, you know. Yeah, but so, that, which, yeah. Uh, just to be clear, I don't care about. It was the greatest time right. in baseball history. Yeah, people love hit when dudes hit dingers. Love monster dongs, <laughs> and I hate when people talk about the steroid era in, in ill fashion because it was great. And it was the only time I truly cared passionately about baseball in my life. And I miss it. Um, that said, I get it. Can't cheat. <laughs> and you can't do steroids. Yeah. not healthy for you. It's and it'll and stuff, you know, yeah. trickle down into the youth Kids sports and, and the children. Um, anyway, uh, I, I, I guess I will say would it. 
I, they are the dirtiest dynasty. Yeah, it's, it's girlfriends. Mm. If you're trying, oh to my, I'm sorry. Yours. Yeah, I just saw your girlfriend's shirt. Shouts to uh, Kelsey Grammer. That's a wonderful program. So, anyway, uh, I have to be honest. I don't care about the story. Like, and not that I, not that I don't care about. It, like, I don't have opinion. I just don't care that they cheated because that's what the Patriots do. And I get it. Like, Belichick will never get the benefit of the doubt in this situation because there's no reason to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, this this is, what, the 15th time or it's the third? But I, I, the thing about it is, is first of all, I don't think they were cheating. Like, I don't believe they were cheating. I think they were doing it for the, the, the stupid do-your-job show, and it, it appears... That, that is the excuse that they told the people during the actual Spygate to say, though... Okay, listen, look. I, that's I, not a... I get it. Okay, I get it that most of the time when people are trying to get away with stuff, they think they're being really stealthy and they're not. Okay, but come, he's just gonna stand there in full on Patriots gear with a camera. I gotta give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. Like, I, I personally am going to. Like, that is unbelievably stupid if that's really what happened. But it's an unfortunate situation because they don't need another scandal, and especially this year with everything that's going on and, and they're, they're you know, falling apart offensively and, and, and everything else. And to be tied to the Bengals of all teams is just embarrassing that you would need to cheat to beat the Bengals. But the reality is the Patriots are hated because they're winners and because they do have cheating scandals and people love having an excuse for why they have a bajillion Lombardis. And it can't just be that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. It can't just be that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. It's always got to be because they cheated. And people feel like the league goes easy on them and, you know, it's just not fair. Nothing's fair. And here's the thing. And I'm going to sound very... I don't want to say negative, but I'm a realist and life isn't fair and good guys finish last and true wealth is family and love, but actual wealth is dollar and cents and the rich get richer. And if you're not first, you're last. And that's just facts. <laughs> and if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. Like you just didn't have parents who kept it real with you, or maybe you didn't, you just didn't listen, or you just haven't experienced a lot of heartbreak and pain and agony in your life. Mm -hmm. Good for you. But the rest of us who live in a functional society where, you know, the 1% make decisions for all the rest of us, life isn't fair. And the Patriots are habitual line steppers, as Orlando Scandrick so eloquently put it. Yep. Or they cheat, whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me because they win and they're in a business where winning is all that matters. And I don't condone it. I don't uh, encourage it. I'm just saying they do it and they get punished. And then they win some more. So I don't know what the solution to this is. If, if you think they cheated, then there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to change your mind about them cheating. If you love the Patriots, you're not going to think they cheated and you're going to think the entire world is against you. If you're like me and you just live in a place where the Patriots have been making you suffer for your entire adult life uh, and most of your childhood too, then I've just submitted to the fact that this is what the Patriots do. I don't try and fight institutions that uh, don't affect my life directly. If that makes sense. Like, I'm going to save my outrage for things That's true. Pick your battles. That, that are going to actually affect me. Uh, and the Patriots, while for a long time, very much upset me um, for the, this kind of stuff. I also don't think that things are fair. And I, I, I don't know if that makes sense, what I'm saying. But I just, when I'm saying I don't care, it's like, oh, the Patriots cheated. Like, yeah. Right. The sky's blue. Right. And also, Grass they're the elites. 
And right. sometimes elites do things that the rest of us don't have any control over, and it's not exactly ethical or has integrity. Right. And the thing about integrity is integrity only matters to people who care about integrity. <laughs> like if you yeah. don't care about your reputation and you don't care about integrity, then it doesn't matter to you. It's an irrelevant concept. Like, if you're a person of integrity and high moral value, like, great, that's going to matter to you. But if you're not, then it, you don't, you literally don't care about it. And I'm not saying that they're not moral and they don't have integrity or any of these things. I'm saying that there's a great group of sports fans and people that feel like they are just cheaters and nothing they do is right and none of this is legitimate and there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to convince you otherwise. Like, I watched Tom Brady come back from a 28-3 to deficit in the third quarter in a Super Bowl and beat the Falcons, and they've never recovered since. And I don't care about these silly little wins that they're getting right now, right. all right? He demolished the entire franchise, and he's the greatest quarterback that I've ever watched, and he, de he didn't get that way because he had some extra scout tape on the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what I feel like. It, I, I, this, this outrage obviously stems from Deflategate um, and Spygate, and I get it. And to be honest, if I'm going to keep it all the way 100, the real reason I can't get outraged over this is because Deflategate was the most preposterous sports story of my mortal life, and I simply will not endure Bengalgate. I will not do it. I thought we were going to get through this whole conversation, and I was just going to have to say deflated balls at the end just to make sure we got it in there. But you, you covered it all. I mentioned it. it. I got. I covered the whole covered spectrum of it. And yep. I'm sorry if I've outraged you by my, my... Not being outraged? Not being outraged, but I just refuse to live in a glass house. People get really get outraged when people aren't outraged. Um, staying in Cleveland... Uh, the Browns beat the lowly Bengals on Sunday for their fourth win in the last five games. Cleveland is technically still in the playoff hunt, but the rumors swirling around OBJ wanting out and Baker calling out team trainers are stealing the headlines. Joy, the Browns will look very different next season. Wit it or quit it. Wit it. The Browns are the biggest disappointment in the NFL. Um, the latest that Odell is unhappy is coming from Jay Glazer, who I trust very much. The Glaze. Um, he said, here's the thing. People are now surprised about what's happening and what he's saying in Cleveland, but players around the league and coaches, they're not. Uh, throughout the year, Odell has actually told other players and coaches before games, hey, come get me, come get me. Remember, it wasn't Odell's choice to go to the Browns. He got Sent traded there. there. Yep. Now there's also reports he needs sports hernia surgery. I've got to say I don't see that relationship ending well for them after this year. That is from Jay Glazer. When Odell was asked about it, he said, I'm not going to talk about any offseason stuff that's going on. I'm used to it. I've been dealing with it with three or four years, and it's just the same thing that is going on. Nothing, Not anything I can't handle. There's nothing Odell's going to say in that spot that's going to be right um, because he can't guarantee anything. He can't say he wants to leave. He can't say he wants to stay, because then if he leaves, he lied about staying. He, he can't win that spot, so I don't care what Odell said, because Odell shouldn't have to answer that question anyway. He's not in control of his future at this point. But the latest issue and situation is uh, Baker talking about Odell's injury, and obviously he called out the training staff, which you never do. And it's just it's very obvious that that's not what you're supposed to do, but nothing is obvious in the, this Cleveland Browns situation. I don't think Odell or Freddie Kitchens will be in Cleveland next year. It's obvious they don't really know what they're doing. That's the only obvious thing to me. Well, no, they don't. And that, to me, is a reflection of the decisions that they made at the top of the organization. And that is really where I always look whenever there is habitual dysfunction. It's not always on the players. It's not always on the coaches. Most of the time... In my opinion, when you have a dysfunctional situation, it's because the owner or the GM is not running a functional organization. 
And they're the ones that set the tone. Like if you're the leader, if you're the where the buck stops with you, you set the tone for everyone else. Like if I have to answer to you and it's complete mayhem, all of us have worked somewhere where it's been utter mayhem. Yep. And, and when I think of the places where I've worked where it's been mayhem, I can talk, I can, you know, look around like, oh yeah, this person doesn't do that at their job and this person is stealing and this, you know, whatever. Like it's chaos. But why is it chaos? Because the owner is doing nonsense. Like, I can go straight to the top. Like, yeah, that's going on. So yep. why wouldn't this be going on? I'm not going to tell the story, but eh, maybe, uh, you know, when the camera stopped. But the bottom line is this. Like, it wasn't a functional situation, and you can clearly see why. And that's what the Browns do. They have they have a dysfunctional environment. And I hate this year for Odell. He disappeared, even though he had a great year. I feel like the only time we're having a conversation about Odell is whether he's leaving or obviously the watch situation. Odell is the NFL's superstar. He deserves better than Cleveland. And this isn't a shot at the city of Cleveland. It's a shot at – this would be going on if he was in Washington. Probably wouldn't be going on if it was in the Dolphins, but they wouldn't be winning. Like, the, dysfunctional organizations are not ideal for superstars. It, it just doesn't work. And, and I, I, I wish I could just Superman save Odell and just pluck him from this organization and put him somewhere where he can thrive and we can enjoy the greatness that is Odell Beckham Jr. as a superstar that he is. Baker alone cannot fix the problems that are going on in Cleveland and he's not going to be able to thrive there. And it's not even entirely Baker's fault. He's going to be on his fourth head coach. I lost count. Fourth. Uh, yeah, this Freddie is his third and one of them was Hugh Jackson and the other one was the, Greg bo- Williams. the bounty guy. His name is Greg Williams. The bounty guy, the quicker picker upper. I feel like I sold a piece of my soul for believing in this organization and I feel ashamed for it. Yep. And the reality is they're not a well-run uh, organization. That's not a hot take. Um, they haven't made the playoffs since 2002 where they lost a wild card game to the Steelers. I don't blame Baker. I don't blame Odell. The toxic habits are hard to break. And I suggest that the Cleveland Browns leave those toxic behaviors in 2019. Okay, honey? We're trying to do better in this yep. new decade. Odell's going to find a way to be traded, and Freddie's probably going to be fired. And unless the Browns break away from this endless cycle of insanity and actually hire a proven head coach that can run the organization functionally and make long-term decisions and build an actual franchise, this will continue to uh, ruin Baker's career and many others to come after him. And that's just that's what it is. What's what's he going to do with that orange rolls? I thought about that today. Actually, it's funny you asked that. It's a because I don't know if I don't know how painting cars works. Maybe he goes to Denver. You- Okay, could go to uh, Cincinnati Ooh, also, no, right? I'm not even to speak that up. Okay. Poor AJ Green. I wish we could save AJ Green too. Can't do it he's, though. He's he's gone. I, I I just I wish we could do it. Um, where else could he go? To play for the San Francisco Giants. I mean the in Dolphins, baseball. obviously. Oh, they got orange. Yeah. Yeah. And they got boats. And they got he loves boats. boats. Remember? He, he loves, loves Miami. Boats. Yeah. The boats, orange and oranges. Yep. And uh, and it's warm there. I don't know if it's a convertible or not. There's lots of Bentleys and Rolls. Oh, it's a Rolls Royce. Uh, there's lots of Rolls Royces in Miami. Where else is orange? Chicago. The Bears. Yeah. It's so cold there. It'd be so hard to drive that car oh, in Chicago. Oh man, and who's gonna throw him the football? In yeah, Chicago? I don't like Chicago either. Yeah. Where else is orange? Um. Well, the Niners aren't orange, but supposedly he's friends with Jimmy G. So. That's a clashy color with theirs. Come on work. down. Well, he could sell it. Probably someone will buy that thing. Well, what, if he was selling it, it kills the game. Thank you for killing the game. Kill the game. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Hear ye, hear ye. The Rams are petty. Okay. Now, just to be clear, I was right about this the entire time. And I just want to say that, as usual, when I do 
say something right. I have to thank myself. So the Rams are not done. Why would they be done? They were in the Super Bowl last year, and really not a whole lot has changed from that. The only difference was exactly what happened in the Super Bowl, which was Todd Gurley had 35 rushing yards, and they couldn't get any offense going, so they lost. And that's been happening this year. They have huge offensive line problems all year. They couldn't get Todd Gurley going. Nobody had an answer on Todd Gurley. And recently, Sean McVay decided to get a little spicy at the mic, which, you know, we always appreciate in the media. And, you know, he said, you know, I, I just like basically used my brain and decided to start giving Todd Gurley the ball again. And now Todd Gurley is pretty much running at like 90% of him, himself. I don't think he is exactly back to where he was before, but he's they're running the ball great. They're playing great. The last two games since that awful Ravens blowout, um, which was an embarrassment for sure, they blew out Arizona. And you can say what you want about Arizona, but they, they play hard. And that's Decent a football team. It's a respectable win. Um, it's not like you're bragging about being the Bengals. And then they blew out the Seahawks, who are one of the best teams Real in good. the league. They're really good. Yes, thank you, Heller. Um, Goff looks like himself. It turns out that's not the worst contract in sports. Shocker. Which, by the way... I mean, talking about someone getting the worst contract in sport less than a year after they were playing in a Super Bowl is so media overreactionary. Like, calm down. Maybe in two years, maybe two years removed, you can talk about that. But it's obviously not the worst contract in sports. It was not a mistake to give him that. And it wasn't a mistake to to crown Sean McVay. He's still a great coach. They had a disaster at the offensive line, and they couldn't get the running game going. Now it's fixed, and they're back. They're right in the playoff conversation. No, I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl this year. But no, I don't think they're going to fall apart. And the way that they built their team was a mistake. They're going to be fine. And if they can figure out the offensive line next year, they're going to be right back in the championship conversation. So congrats to the Rams. Uh, I also think it's great because, you know, they are in L.A. now. And it's, like, not good for our business when teams are having issues. Like, we need the Chargers to figure that out. And, I I mean, not that I'm going to go. Like, I'm personally not going to go to Chargers games next year, no matter what they do. But, like, they need that to happen. The NFL needs that to happen. Um, So I'm happy for the Rams, uh, mostly because I was right about it, and that's all that matters to me. Um, But they are. They're playing great again. And it's, it's because they were a team that was built primarily on Todd Gurley being an amazing running back and he's back to almost himself and that's why it's working musician is an online music education platform rethinking the way people learn music it's the fun easy and affordable way to learn guitar piano bass ukulele or even singing just download the app to your desktop tablet or phone and start playing musicians award-winning technology actually listens to you play and gives you real-time feedback on timing and accuracy no need for chords or special equipment Musician is designed to be fun and addictive, almost like Guitar Hero or Rock Band, but with real instruments. Musician gives you 24-7 access to step-by-step video tutorials from world-class educators, and you'll get bite-sized lessons, easy-to-follow instructions, and exercise tailored, hey, tailored to your goals. So, if you've been wanting to learn an instrument or simply want some help getting back to playing, check out Musician. You can get an extended 14-day free trial of their Premium Plus package at musician.com slash play. That's unlimited lessons and unlimited songs on as many instruments as you want for two whole weeks. Just go to musician.com slash play to start your free trial today. That's Y-O-U-S-I-C-I-A-N.com slash play. All right, Donnie. What's going on in Heike Loki? All right. Heike, Mike Tomlin is the coach of the year. Loki, he's got the juice now, man. <laughs> 
Y'all get that reference? <laughs> um, Mike Tomlin, what Mike Tomlin's been able to do with this Steelers team is remarkable. Um, he's coaching someone named Duck, who was an undrafted rookie. A quarterback named Duck. Yeah. And they've won three straight, and they've saved us from Mason Rudolph, which I deeply, deeply appreciate. Um, they have the Bills uh, at home next week, so uh, they're right in the playoff combo, but they're going to need to win that. I don't know if they will. But um, basically, what they are now and what they've done the past couple games, uh, winning three straight, um, is really impressive considering the fact that we all thought that this was a wrap for the Steelers when Ben Roethlisberger went down. And then I really thought it was a wrap when I had to watch Mason Rudolph for a couple weeks and people were trying to tell me he was the future of the Steelers. <laughs> uh, now, to be, to be clear, I don't think that Duck is the, the future of the Steelers either, but I, what Mike Tomlin has been able to do with him is incredible. And it's, it's, a, it's a testament not only to them as an organization, but I do think that Tomlin was sort of in that conversation of like, are we going to stick with Tomlin? Which is nonsense, obviously. But this is why. This is why you stick with coaches. This is why when someone has proven themselves and has a resume and has results, you don't just bail when things start to get a little testy. And this is a year that was should have been a complete wash and they're, they they very well can make the playoffs. I think that they will. And it, it's very impressive. And he is, I, I get it. Like, there's a lot of coaches who've had done an incredible job this year. But I think considering what Mike Tomlin has had to work with and on, the injuries on top of it, definitely uh, should be in the front run of her coach of the year conversation. Yeah, it's dope seeing him get to flex his coaching bona fides. Like, this is a year where I feel like the team is kind of leaning on him more so than ever. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. Dope. Like, you, ha you have to give the credit to Mike Tomlin in the yeah. spot. Like, rallying everybody and – they're playing with energy and incredible focus, and uh, especially being as limited as they are, it's it's really impressive. Um, all right, what's next? Hi, Key. Everybody is freaking out about these NBA ratings. Low key, it's all gonna work out. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be so fine. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be so fine. Um, please stop talking about the NBA ratings. Everyone is freaking out for nothing. Remember two or three years ago when the NFL was over and it was done, and they were just gonna shut the league down, and uh, what's where's everyone gonna work? Because everyone's gonna be fired because there's no more NFL. Remember that? That was like two or three years ago. Forgot it. Yeah. Everyone lost their collective shit over that. And it turns out it was just the election, you know, and like 10,000 injuries to all the top quarterbacks and stars in the entire league at the same time. And now the NFL is fine, thriving. Who would have thunk it? Uh, the exact same thing is going to happen with the NBA, minus the politics, because it has exactly nothing to do with politics and has nothing to do with uh, people saying things about other countries. It has nothing to do with guys being socially conscious or being a player-friendly league. Uh, players have always been socially conscious in the NBA. Does anyone remember Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf? That was a long time ago. That happens. Yeah, they've been socially conscious for quite some time. Um, there's there, there, This league has also been a player-friendly league for quite some time. Has, have you heard of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Uh, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, in 1975, he forced a trade out of Milwaukee. Player-friendly league for quite some time now. So it's not that they're player-friendly. It's not Adam Silver encouraging uh, players to have personalities and Instagram accounts. There's no Steph, there's no Clay, there's no KD, there's no Zion. LeBron and AD are playing on the West Coast where the entire East Coast is sleep-sleep when they are playing. Kawhi doesn't talk, and the NFL is probably the best it's ever been with all kinds of young, exciting, thrilling talent. The big, huge brands in the NFL are thriving. It's, it's fine. Everything is fine. The millisecond, the millisecond the NFL season is over, 
everyone's going to watch the NBA because we like watching sports. And what's available? The NBA. And everyone's going to start enjoying the amazing young talent, John Morant and Trey Young and Luka Doncic. And everyone's going to watch Kawhi. And everyone's going to watch Giannis again. And the Houston Rockets. And then, oh my God, the LA Lakers are just killing it right now. And everyone's just going to just seamlessly move into the NBA season and everything is going to be fine. So calm down before I make you calm down. I can't talk about it anymore. It's 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 fine. It's fine. You know the what NBA it is? is not dying. It's, it's Baby Yoda. I feel like Disney Plus and the NBA premiered at the same time this year, oh, kind of. Baby Yoda's fault? Blame Baby Yoda. Oh, my God. People who love Baby Yoda are going to be so mad at you. <laughs> Baby Yoda is super cute. I have to be honest. I haven't watched yet. I am a Star Wars fan, but I have things to do. Um, so I will be watching it as soon as I set my Apple TV up, which I haven't done yet. Do it. Okay. Loser power rankings. Loser power rankings. These are the losers, the losers of the week. All right. Who's in losers this week? Loser power rankings. First up, whoever does not hire Mike McCarthy and or Ron Rivera. Yeah. So Mike McCarthy's back in the coaching conversation. He's ready to come back. I felt like he should have been hired last year, but... Mike McCarthy is um, he's a Super Bowl winning coach who has led the Packers to an incredible record in his time there. I don't have it in front of me, but it's good. And they went to eight straight playoffs. And the idea that Mike McCarthy is not a good go- coach is asinine to me. I don't understand it. And I don't have the brain tolerance to have that conversation. So he's going to be hired somewhere next year. And if he's given the right circumstances, I think he's going to thrive again. That said, I think he would be amazing in Cleveland. Is Cleveland prepared to give their organization fully over to a coach? I don't know, because Dorsey hired Freddie Kitchens because he was able to control him, which I don't I don't understand that mentality either. Like, this is not your job to coach the team, so hire a coach and let them coach the team. You guys need to make decisions together mutually have a good relationship but know know what your roles are the most successful organizations stick to their roles because you're the best at this let me be the best at that so um i i do think it would be great with cleveland there's going to be a couple openings the giants will likely be open obviously the redskins and um panthers are open i don't think mike mccarthy fits in carolina Mm -hmm. i also think that their owner wants to go young um some other openings uh i I don't think the Bengals will be open the lions are a possibility he would be great with the lions as well i'd rather have rivera but uh that's strictly uh i feel like we're gonna have to cut this i was gonna say it's strictly uh skin color based (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm pro black and brown uh head coaches yeah i want uh yeah no i want you know i'm rooting for all the black people too um ron rivera yeah like ron rivera is a great is a great coach. I would probably give the edge to McCarthy only because he's won a Super Bowl. So it's like one tiny sliver. For sure. But Ron Rivera is beloved. He is by all, and not that Mike McCarthy isn't a great man, but it is, there's something to be said when everyone is like devastated that you're gone and immediately talking about like how great of a man and a person and a coach you are. I really think Ron Rivera would be incredible in Dallas, but I don't think that Jerry is is going to ride that wave. So 
wherever Ron ends up, and I also think he'd be great with the Giants too. So um, wherever he ends up, he's gonna. They're both gonna thrive. It's amazing to me that either of them are even available. But that's how the coaching ranks go. So um, I don't know who else is out there. Obviously, I'm sure there's there's gonna be enough openings that they're not gonna fill all of them. But I'm I'm very interested to see where the two of them end up. Um, All right, who's the next loser? The Houston Texans. You know, I reluctantly put them in this, and I do not feel like they're losers for this. Um, they're just losers because they lost to the Broncos and Drew Locke, and now the Titans have an opening to be in the playoffs, which I don't want to see that, okay? Right. I, I want to see the Texans, so handle your business, Texans. Um, the internet is is trying to come at them because they obviously, the linebackers do this every week. They wear like a, 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 a coordinated uh, outfit if you will. Yeah. And this week they were um, Average Joes from Dodgeball, and that's Patches of Hulian. And, uh, and they took the L big time. They just picked a bad movie, I think. I think that, I mean, I, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie, but it ended up being bad for them. They that's won! All. They won! They beat Globo Jim! <laughs> but they lost to the. But they Drew lost Locke. to Drew Locke. <laughs> Drew Locke was feeling himself, he too. Was, he, he was. He saved up all his swag moves <laughs> for that game. He was gonna he was gonna debut all of his arm action, all of his like whatever he had going. I can't even do it right. Like I but he was he was feeling himself. And good for him. Uh you know, anytime the Broncos can have a functional quarterback, it's a good thing. Yeah, so they wear these they wear these outfits every week. I'm not I don't think they're losers for that. They're just losers for losing to the Broncos. I think this is fun. You don't think this is fun? I'm all for it. I mean, especially Ninja Turtles. I'm a fan of Ninja Turtles. It's just, it's different when you lose. That's all. It is. You, you do run the risk that you lose. That's available. Yeah. And then, you know, you become a meme. But I think it's fun and I'm all for fun. I wasn't aware they were doing it until they lost. So I, I feel like. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So when they played the Patriots, um, there were some tweets that Tom Brady was going to beat them by like 450 million points because they came in. Um, in the last outfit, the SWAT. the SWAT team outfit, yeah, and um, that did not happen. Tom Brady took the hell that day. They took care of business. They took care of business. Um, all right, what's nuts? The Lamar Jackson doubters. You are among them. I am among them. So uh, I want to be very uh, transparent about this because I've thought about if I'm going to post my picks that I said at the beginning of the season, uh, now at the end of the season, I remembered, mm, I don't think I had the Ravens in the playoffs, and I don't think I had the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs, so... Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do that, but I'm going to keep it real, though, because uh, I love Lamar Jackson, and he's so fun to watch, and I'm so happy that he is thriving and that he's different uh, and his style of play is unique. I don't think he's like anybody else we've ever seen. And for that reason, like, I, I think we should be a little kinder to anyone who, who didn't know what Lamar was going to be this year because he is completely unique. Um, but I'll own it. I did not accept. I didn't see this step up uh, coming from last year. Not that I didn't think he w- had the potential to be great last year. I just didn't see the throwing capability that he has now, and he's just unbelievable this year. And what he's been doing around the league, and just who he is as a person and a leader, and the energy he plays with, and the the style that he plays with, and the just like happiness that he has out on the field is amazing to watch. And it's just like pain coming out of my mouth because it's Baltimore Ravens. But um, you you can't do anything but respect the Baltimore Ravens this year. Is this a rare instance in which you are glad that you were wrong? I'm very glad I was wrong. Not that I was – and I wasn't wrong in that like I was – it was a permanent thing. Like yeah. I didn't think that Lamar was going to be a failure. Right. I just didn't know if this style of play was going to work. Cause I, not that RG three is anything like Lamar Jackson, but it didn't, there's, there's been people that he was compared to obviously that mm-hmm. did not work out well. And that's 
probably because of them. Like Lamar is a yeah. unique individual who clearly not only spent time on his body because he get, he he looks like physically like a different person, but he also clearly worked on his game. And to credit to John Harbaugh and the Ravens for going all in on the situation and, and stepping out on a on a ledge with it because it's 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 paying off. I do think they'll probably win the Super Bowl this year. Sorry guys, I know the 49ers are really great. Um, a great game in the Saints 49ers too. It was just like amazing. Um, but yeah, he, like he's amazing, and I, I did not see this this level of step up of play from the Ravens at the beginning of the season. So, but it's been awesome to watch. It's been fun. All right, time for the culture report. T, what is in the culture report today? All right, so South Africans Zazabini uh, Tenzi was crowned Miss Universe 2019. My gosh, she's so gorgeous. I love her. Um, so she's the first black woman to be crowned in eight years. And so for the first time ever, Miss USA, Miss America, Miss Teen USA, and obviously Miss Universe are all black women. Look at all that excellence. All this black girl magic. I'm so here for it. I love it. Love it, um, love it. I love it. I loved her answer. Thought it was very uh, eloquent. She's very elegant. I love the dress. Uh, she's like, she's she's actually, she, she should be Miss Universe because she is not of like, this earth with the beauty level it's yeah. ridiculous um it's awesome i love it and you know obviously we need diversity and just like she said like she wants children around the world who look like her to be able to you know see beauty being appreciated on different levels so i'm i'm all here for it it's amazing and uh, i love all the natural hair going on too it's yes. amazing beauty Gorgeous, okay. gorgeous. Okay. What's next? So Lizzo showed up to the Timberwolves and Lakers game on Sunday wearing a t-shirt with her butt cut out. So she sparked a lot of controversy and received a lot of backlash. Joy, you said that no Lizzo slander will be tolerated. None. So what do you have to say? Okay. So here's here's my thoughts, right? Like, and I have a lot of them, but I'll just keep it kind of condensed. First of all, the best thing about Lizzo is that Lizzo's always been Lizzo, and this is just really not new. Like, this is what Lizzo is. And I have no issue with it. Everyone's freaking out. First of all, she had stockings on, or like fishnets. Okay, so it's not like litter. And she's she, she has a thong on, you know? And it's fashion, okay? Twerk, but make it fashion, honey. I'm here for all of it. I love Lizzo. I love everything she represents. I have no issue with this. You have cheerleaders who have little, like literally whole cheeks out. There's just no cheek there, okay? Which, you know, little bum nation, I'm here for it, okay? But I'm just saying, like, it's not, it's not like there are, you heard, it's not like there's, it's not like there's, like, not plenty of cheeks out at NBA games all the time. Um, and your concern for, you know, them being on the seats, like, half y'all sit on public toilet seats with no liner all the time, just don't claim it. Or wash your hands. So what do I care? Like, Lizzo's amazing. I'm not tolerating any kind of slander. I love that she uh, shot her shot with Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> the man on the Minnesota Tindle Wolves. Um, she's amazing. I love Lizzo. I don't want to hear anything about it. And don't yeah. hit me with, like, the kids are there. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Okay? Stop. Stop. No one is responsible <laughs> for raising your children but you. Just, Okay. And I think to be fair, I mean, we all know that it's not because of her body because she posts she's naked all the time on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, she does. So it's not her body. But I think that if we are going to get on her about wearing this to a game, which is inappropriate, we have to be fair and call out other people. I, I love Rihanna. I totally do. But, I mean, she literally wore a see-through sequence dress. Like, literally naked. Nipples out and all that. So I feel like let's just be fair when we when we try to, like, compare. 100%. Keep that yeah, same energy. Like, keep the same energy. Keep the same energy. And I Rihanna love Rihanna, looked gorgeous. Too. 
Lizzo, well, if that's what she wants. Yeah, if she, that's what she want to do, then live your life. Yeah, live your best life and stop worrying about what other people are doing with their lives. Mind it your really business. Doesn't affect you. Mind your business. Yes, agreed. All right, so next, uh, this will be brief. Kanye West shot his new <laughs> opera, <laughs> Mary, in Miami on uh, a a bar, just like a flat bottom boat thingy, uh, in Miami Marine Stadium, and everyone was dressed head to toe in silver paint, as you can see. Uh, what did you think of his performance, and were you feeling this? chrome look <laughs> yeah um i don't like i don't even know what to say about it i i mean i yeah. guess it's art right and it's it, it was basil weekends in miami if you don't know what basil is it's it's uh, a, a major international art fair every year <laughs> I, yeah. someone said he looks like a quarter i just died oh my god stop <laughs> and in that picture too with the city of Miami. Um, <laughs> I can't. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I really can't with Kanye right now. I guess that's my only thought. I'm going to be brief. I, I, I had some friends that were there. They said the performance was amazing. But of course, it's gospel. Like, it's going to be amazing. This is the first time a lot of people are being exposed to gospel music at all. So I get it because it is amazing. I mean, it's it's a part of my existence, gospel music. I understand it. But it's just, you know, it's Kanye. It's Basil. Like, Somebody taped a freaking banana to a wall with duct tape and, and charged $150,000 for it. So you have to understand the state of Miami this weekend is not. <laughs> it's, it's fun, but, you know, there's a lot going on. All right. What's next? All right. So next a uh, couple things. Um, so Beyonce, she dropped her highly anticipated Adidas Abbey Park collection. It's actually going to launch. Joy Speaking your... of cheeks. Yes. Beyonce's cheeks. Yes. Uh, front center. Um, Joy, this uh, launches um, actually on your birthday weekend, the 18th, uh, 2020. And she teased some unisex collection sneakers. Do you plan on getting anything? I do. I love those sneakers. I'm going to get those. That's probably it. Uh, I don't <laughs> believe in spending a whole lot of money on workout clothes, even though all I wear is workout clothes. So I guess I probably should. But um, yeah, I mean, everything Beyonce does is is at a high level. Uh, obviously, she looks amazing. And I love the shoot for I believe it was Elle magazine. Um, she looks great. She's amazing. She Nothing does. like it's Beyonce. We all live in her world, but I'm definitely gonna get the shoes. Yeah. I'm not gonna overpay for them though. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna get the shoes too. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the grill comes with it as well. Just, I'm just kidding. Can we pull that off? I don't think uh, I got a snaggle tooth. I just have to get it custom made. Um, what's next? Okay, so. Um, Speaking of collections, so this actually just dropped. Lauren London debuted her new Forever Stronger campaign with Puma, um, which I think is amazing. I mean, it's almost, it's an honor of Nipsey Hussle, who we all know passed away um, was, you know, this year, earlier this year. Still super sad. But I think to do something in honor of him is just beautiful. I'm definitely here for it. I lo love Lauren London. Like you said, no Lizzo son will be tolerated. No Lauren London. Oh my God, son. no. Yeah, Canceled ever. immediately. Yeah, seriously. Um, Blocked no, and blessed. I love you... it. I actually really love that top. And she's <laughs> she's beautiful, so I'm going to definitely check this out too. Yeah, for sure. Love it, love it. Love the name too. I do, I do as well. All, All right, right, what so else? So last but not least. Uh, so, okay. So... <laughs> I always use literally have an emotional to, break before I, this story. I really do because I have such strong feelings. But I'll be real quick with this. So, Lord Above dropped end of last week with Fat Joe and Drake featuring Eminem and Mary J. Blige. Right. Um, um, Eminem went in on Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey. By the way, they just he went on for like rapping two minutes. So, let's just start with that because he's a beast. Um, Nick Cannon then dropped the invitation with. A lot of other people who I don't even know, I didn't even know existed. And um, he gave, 
He literally gave Eminem 24 hours to respond, which is a death wish. Um, what do you think about this beef? Okay, well, so Eminem technically got this started with the song by saying something about Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey. Yes. So let me split these into two separate situations. First of all, as we all know, and I thought we would agree on this, Mariah Carey did kind of ether Eminem with Why Are You So Obsessed With Me? If we're just keeping I it know. real. Kind of it's the greatest mm. this song of all time. What? She dressed up, like, she dressed up as me. Eminem to stalk herself Don't in the video. I, listen, that song is a certified banger. You know every word. Don't act like you don't. You sing every word and you feel it every single time. So I feel like Mariah is always the winner. Split that off. and So that's just a separate situation, okay? The Nick Cannon coming for Eminem thing, I don't understand. What? Suicide. Why? 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 Yeah. Why? And he's like, he's continuing to go. I mean, he's calling him out. And it's like, dude, do you want us to bury you? He's like the you? last person on earth I'd want smoke with, ever. Yeah. If you were to challenge him to like a, 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 a contest, a show host off. Yeah. That would have been one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it was like a summer uh, game show and he was saying, I'm a better host than you, Eminem, then that would be a valid argument. But trying to spit at him is like. Yeah, wow. I just don't, it's not something I would sign up for like at all. I don't, there, I don't understand it. I'm wa I, I'm, I'm watching this closely. I think as everyone else is. Yeah, <laughs> to see what I'm Eminem does. Uh, yeah, it's kind of. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. If I'm gonna be honest, I am too. I mean, they, they even started a GoFundMe <laughs> for Nick Cannon's funeral. So it's like, <laughs> I'm nervous. I don't yeah. know how it's gonna go. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Thank you to Orlando Scandrick for stopping by. Make sure you follow us on all of our pages. Uh, do you have the update for fantasy football? I'm opening the app right now. so Almost ready. Yeah, um, almost. So close. Make sure you follow us on all our pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia app, Spotify, SoundCloud, and of course watch on YouTube. Uh, are you ready, Heller? Yeah. We're in the consolation bracket now, Joy. We're out. We're out. We lost. We're out. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. I'm at that point of the year where if I'm not number one in the league, I don't really care. But you were like number three or four, and you yeah. Had a well, chance. if you're not first, or last. All right. That's true. I'm a winner. Okay. So uh, Richard, ladies and gentlemen, is it gentlemen or gentlemen? Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Uh, squad. Mike's team. Uh, all wins, no cap. Art by Snow's team and Le Rouge Grudens. Uh, Martin's team are our four finalists. Awesome! Congratulations, good. guys! And that means that we all have to figure out a yeah. prize. Yeah, if you got, if you, good luck in your games. Also, if you have any ideas about what you would want as a prize that would seem, <laughs> let's Please say, let less than a hundred dollars. No, we are. I will say this: we are going to send you an awesome uh, trophy, which I'm going to take care of because everyone in the room is looking at me like, "Are we now? <laughs> are, is that what we're doing?" I, are going to send you an awesome trophy. You know, a and, trophy guy. And uh, and then we will put together a package of fun stuff for you. But um, good luck to everyone in the fantasy football league. And thanks for playing this year. Uh, and we'll catch you next week. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Ooh.